My name is Craig Pickett. I'm an executive recruiter. More than a decade ago, I started my practice for one purpose, to use my experience as a former military aviator, business jet sales executive, and P&L leader to help aviation and aerospace companies and their executives be fast, adaptable, and strategic. I do these podcasts to inspire and inform, but more importantly, they are a focused platform to help business leaders grow. Welcome to the Aerospace Executive Podcast. Francois, how are you? Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So welcome. Uh, welcome to the Aerospace Podcast. I've got uh, Francois Chapard on with me. Francois is the, uh, the founder and managing director of Starburst which is an aviation space and defense incubator. So you're, uh, you're seeding, I take it you're seeding startup companies, new ventures, new technology, acting as an early stage investor, venture capitalist. Tell us more about Starburst. Yeah, so um, Starburst is a, is a project that I started in Paris about, about 10 years ago. Uh, and then it has grown into something more global um, and as a result, now we are um, about you know, 60 people across eight different offices and countries. And so it has become much bigger than what I thought at the beginning would, would be just you know, connecting uh, aviation and aerospace startups to large corporation. Um, and, and based on that, that idea, we, we built you know, several programs. We, we started by a, a more late stage, what we call C to Series A, 12 months accelerator program. Um, that went well, and then we're going to talk about it, you know, later on. I'm sure, uh, as we are, we are seeing more startup, you know, progressing, uh, uh, evolving, and and uh, and going public. Um, and, and based on on that program, we, we built, you know, more early stage local programs in a in a in a handful of, of cities where, where where you know we help create um, spin off technology from university, uh, help creating new ventures. Uh, I have a little bit more to say into, into uh, you know, what's necessary to the uh, aviation industry. And that's basically fueling our, our pipeline you know, from across the globe, early stage to uh, you know, late, late stage, and, and then um, uh, a, a Series A type of investment. What, what got you into you know, starting an incubator? I mean, that's, pretty, that's a pretty big leap. What, uh, yeah. What, how'd you get that idea? So I'm... Um, I'm Electrical aerospace engineers uh, started my career at uh, Airbus Research Center. Um, spent two years also uh, on one of the uh, you know U.S. Air Force research lab, upstate New York. So uh, I spent two years in Rome, um, working uh, you know as an engineer and, and a researcher. Um, that was you know super excited. I, I knew I didn't want to to, uh, to become too technical, and so I, I like you know strategy consulting more and entrepreneurship. And so my career was you know between starting new business and then going back to consulting. Um, b- before Starburst, I, I was a partner at Oliver Wyman for like seven okay. years, um, and yeah, I, I, I was working on the innovations and aerospace. Innovation was always been my uh, you know specialty. I, I, I spoke at Davos on innovation um, 10 years ago. And so I was monitoring from Europe, you know, the, 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 the rise of uh, SpaceX uh, and other startups that, uh, and looking at all the corporates, you know, struggling to, to, to develop disruptions in, internally. And so I knew that there would, there would be a need for a match between these two uh, 
type of uh, organizations. Um, I knew corporate, they, they, they need to understand uh, to be explained what's going on and startup, they, they need at some point the corporates to uh, um, get contract and traction. And so that's how, you know, I, I came up with the ideas about 10 years ago. That's pretty cool. What, what's got you excited right now? A lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening, obviously, you know, tech, tech moving quick. Yeah. What's got you excited in aviation? And so eVTOL is the buzzword we've talked to. Yeah, we, we, we've talked to a couple, one of your other uh, incubator companies, which was uh, OSK. And, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's a pretty exciting world. What's, what's got you the most excited? So well, we, we are excited about, you know, mobility as a, as a global uh, theme. Uh, and so how can you go uh, as fast as you can from point A to point B? Um, time is of the essence, you know, we, we, we don't want to sp spend time, you know, um, going to one place to another. So it has to be efficient. It has to go faster, cheaper. Uh, and that's what really we are investing on. Uh, and so if you look at all the different type of transportation, whether it's, uh, you know, urban mobility, uh, we look at eVTOL. Um, when you look at, you know, regional, re regional mobility, we, we look at, uh, you know, smaller airports, um, business model like like Surfair combined with Ampere, um, you know, to 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 uh, to do these um, 500 miles, you know, trip from mm -hmm. smaller airports or closer to your place, bringing more electric, uh, so you can reduce the cost of flying and all the the cost of this platform, so you can offer uh, you know a cheaper service um, to go for, for for example from LA to San Francisco. Uh, so that's that's what. I, we're looking at, and then now it's electric. Tomorrow it will be more hydrogen. Uh, then we are looking, obviously, at um, you know supersonic, uh, which is another path. Um, and then the, after that, you know how to go faster from point A to point B. That's the the Virgin Galactic model, where you know you take a rocket, go to uh, you know 100 kilometer above the Earth, mm -hmm. wait for the the Earth to uh, turn around, and then come back. Uh, and so that's what what the the, the range of, of um, of area that we are looking at, so that that's you know three or four different segments, and then in each of these we are looking at you know what are the enabling technology that need to happen in order to make these um, have the platform or business model successful, and and whether it's you know battery, whether it's hydrogen, whether it's how do you store and produce hydrogen, um, and so all the the energy density um, you know. Um, the difficulties or you know challenge that we are facing now with batteries and eVTOL, mm -hmm. um, and then so that, that's one segment, um, and then so that's why we, we've invested in Ampere, in Zero Avia, in another one. It's it's a, a Korean startup but based in, in the US called Mobius Energy. Um, they are you know helping the, the battery pack you know take take less you know space and and cool um, in a more efficient way. Um, and then we are looking at, you know, the autonomous factor. So removing the pilots, even though I'm a, I'm an instrument rated pilot, I, I love flying around, um, for commercial purposes, if you remove the pilot or at least, you know, come up with, a, uh, one pilot instead of two or, or no more pilots, then, um, you know, you save again and, uh, the service you provide is, is going to be cheaper. So we look at everything that is related to autonomy, whether it's, you know, sensors, um, data link, so whether it's, you know, through space or through the grounds, um, automated ATM, you know, right now the pilot has to talk a, a lot with the uh, air traffic manager manager uh, to communicate and get instruction, how can this be automated? Mm -hmm. 
Um, I don't know if you've seen, but Garmin has, has come up on a couple of jets. You know that you press a button and then it's called auto land. If the yep. pilot has an issue, then you press a button and it's supposed to land automatically. So, you know, it's 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 used right now in an emergency mode, but soon, you know, it should be available. And um, I think um, Cirrus has got the auto land right now in their SR. In their the Cirrus jet certainly has. I think the SR twenty two has got it. I think Piper is starting to put it in some of their planes. So more sensors, more data processing. Uh, more AI, of course, you know, right. to uh, navigate through these uh, complex environment and take the, the best decision to support the pilots. Then I think, the, like the AI part, you know, the machine learning part to me is pretty exciting. When I think about, you know, you've got two pilots of 737, you know, take one out and you've got AI, you know, you've got machine learning in the right seat. Does that do it? I mean, is that going to be enough? I, my guess is it's going to be, a, it's, it's, it's a ways away. I think that we're still learning that machine, the, the man machine interface, but I think that's more a realistic path. Hmm. You know, than ever you, you, you tell me what you're seeing from a tech and industry point of view. Is that, is that, is that, are we anywhere close to that? Is it realistic? Yeah, so there's 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 a couple of startups uh, you know actively working on that, uh, and so it's it's already working. Um, the the question now is uh, you know how reliable it is. Are we reaching the you know the um, um, the, the the minus nine you know um, reliability uh, type of things? Um, but 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 technically it's it's already working. Um, the auto land and and so when you look at the pilots the. The, the busiest moment are, you know, taking off and landing. These, these are the moments where, you know, the, the load on the pilot are on the, the, the higher, and that's what you, you want to try to, um, mm -hmm. to reduce. And there, there's two ways you, you can reduce that, you know, um, by, by having a plane that is more, you know, uh, um, automated. Uh, so um, the, 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 the power, the, the flaps and everything is more automated. And then the, the discussion with the, the air traffic controllers needs to be also more automated. Right, right now, when you when you look at how the, the, the planes are sequenced, uh, it, it still looks a little bit random. Of course, of course, there's path, but there's so much more you know progress and improvement that that can be done just on the air traffic management, the the approach from the to, to the airport or the the, the, the takeoff. Right now, they're so they, they are taking a lot of margin uh, to separate the planes. Mostly because planes don't don't talk to each other. Uh, if planes knew, you know, what was around them, then, then you know you, you could reduce the margin, um, and and that's part of all the improvement that we are looking at. You know. What uh, for so for uh, for 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 you guys to to seed a company or to bring it into your incubator? What are you looking for? I mean, what's some of the criteria that you're looking at? How do you decide what you're going to find? How do you decide who you're going to work with? How do you work with them? And yeah, it's it's a it's a very good question, and and the end is that the the, the most uh, fundamental questions, and and of course we, we know the the technical area that we are looking for, uh, so we know what to uh, expect. Uh, in, in some case, there are technology that we are not aware of, and that you know that we are closely monitoring once we are aware. But at the end, it's mostly about the founders, you know, the the team uh, that is you know that is starting the business and, and running it, uh, is you know. How, how do you feel, you know, working with them for the, for the next five to 10 years? Um, and do they have what it takes, you know, to not only start, but, you know, uh, 
uh, raise 5 million, raise 20, uh, you know, being able to execute, um, do the, the right, you know, pivots if it's necessary of the, the technology they're pursuing is a dead end. Um, adapt to the, you know, financial markets. You know, two years ago, we are not talking about SPAC. Now there are SPAC everywhere. So, uh, you know, and so it's a, it's a new way of fundraising. Nobody knows how long it's going to last, but is, is the, the founder, um, the proper guy, you know, to be listed on the, you know, stock market um, and that type of thing. And so we are really investing in people at the end um, and, and picking the, 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 the women and, and men that we, you know, we want to work with for, for the next five years or, or 10 years, whether it's going to go well or go bad. Um, so that's so really- now are, are you guys actually, you know, are you working with, are you, are you sort of in the middle with, hey, we've got the network of investors, venture capitalists, and we're looking at the technology, are you playing a lot of matchmaker or people coming to you for more mentorship and guidance on the technology? How's, how's it all working? And how's it all working? Yeah, we we are some kind of a hub uh, for a couple of reasons. Uh, one of the main reasons is that we have all the corporate connections. Uh, that's where we, we come from, you know, strategy consulting. We, we've been talking to the corporate for a very long time. And so we have about you know 50 corporates paying us a retainer just to have access to our ecosystem. And so naturally, um, when you know VC or private equity uh, wants to do some kind of due diligence. They they know that uh, you know we are we are the the right experts, and all the st- startup that we are taking in, into our portfolio, they have been vetted by by these corporates during some of our selection committee, and so it, it's part of the process. What's um, you know when when people are, when people are coming to you, they're getting on your radar. What you know, what gets you excited about you know you talk about space, you talk about urban mobility, you were talking about defense. Um, are you you looking? Are you focusing? You, know, you talking about EV tall batteries, things like the you know, the infrastructure behind all that? Are you are you are, what's getting you? Know, are you are you experts in these areas? Are you able to look at the tech and go, hey, this is really cool? Um, let us help you develop the plan. What uh, how, you know? So of course, so we we have you know some kind of knowledge. Obviously, most of us are engineers. Um, I'm more, you know, familiar with aviation. Some of the team are more, you know, with, with space and everything. So, so we, we we spread, you know, the, the first level of knowledge. But then our 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 strength is that we are able to reach out to the right experts. Uh, so at the end, when we have a very technical questions, we we reach out to the right experts. So you think uh, the next? I was I was looking at uh, your website. You've got it's an interesting thing. You've got the the next billion dollar. And the next, the, the next unicorn is going to be an aviation company. But it's funny because, and I'm writing the next piece. I wrote this about four years ago. And, and four years ago, there was probably SpaceX was the only unicorns and, and maybe another one. Right. Um, in, in the next, you know, to, in the last 12 months um, and in the, the next 12, we, we should have not, not just two, but more, more in, you know, 20 or 25 unicorns, which, uh, you know, it's a big deal. Um, so thanks to the, the SPACs, but also thanks to the, you know, that ecosystem that has been growing you know, for the last 10 years and that reaching maturity. And it, it's a perfect timing because uh, we have all these you know, late stage startups that have raised you know, between 20 to 100 millions that are ready for the next, next round. And uh, going directly to, 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 to an IPO is, uh, is kind of uh, raising the, their next round. Um, so, 
so let me ask you this, you know, like in the medical industry, you know, when you think about pharma, a lot of the innovation is done by incubator companies. I think about, you know, some, some friends of mine, private equity, Tasha Pharmaceuticals, they're, you know, Dova Pharmaceuticals, small companies, Verica, small companies that have been incubated, private equity investment, they get to a point and the goal is, hey, look, we're going to we're going to develop the product. We're going to do the R&D and then a Johnson and Johnson or Pfizer will come down and they will just buy it. Yeah. It's less. Are you seeing Boeing and Airbus, Northrop, Lockheed getting interested in kind of that same concept to take some of the risk off of them and developing everything? It's, it's very interesting because uh, when I started Starburst 10 years ago, that was my vision. What I said is that. You know, aerospace um, is 10 years behind the biotech and the medtech industry. Yeah. Uh, and, and now when you look at, you know, whether it's Airbus or Boeing, um, they, are, they are not set up to uh, invest $1 billion on the next EV toll. Yeah, they can put $10 billion on the next, you know, 737. They have no problem for that. But $1 billion on, on the next EV toll, they are... They are uh, the, the, the stock market, the investors uh, are not investing in Boeing for, for them to take that type of risk. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, and, and in the last five years, neither Airbus or Boeing uh, have put, you know, one billion on the table to develop this EVTOL. That's why, you know, we, we've seen Joby Aviation, Archer recently, um, yeah. risk to some extent, Eang in China and, and others in Germany. Um, yeah. And so, whether Airbus and Boeing are going to acquire them, um, I think now that going to be they're going to be listed. It might be a little bit too too late, uh, but we, we've seen Boeing, and it's it's more um, a U.S. type of uh, uh, way of doing business, business by you know growing through acquisition. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Boeing has been has been already very active, you know, buying a, a lot of uh, mid cap um, type of startups, mm -hmm. and so definitely we're going to see that even more. Uh, uh, the Raytheon and UTC are, are finalizing our merger. Um, Northrop did a, a big one um, uh, recently, but now that's you know that, that's a spark market. All these IPO, we're, we're going to see a lot of acquisition from from the prime uh, in in the next five years. That that's for or, sure. Or are you just going to see a? Uh, are you just going to see a new? I mean, yeah, I know Boeing is yeah Boeing is huge. They just but they they do a lot of M and A too underneath. They bought Jeppesen. They bought Free Flight. Yeah. I know Airbus is, you know, Airbus has it's got its sort of incubator, you know, next level technology. Are, are you going to see, you know, the uh, SpaceX-like type of startup reaching almost like $100 billion valuation? Um, and so what is interesting, we need uh, some math. And when you look at Airbus and Boeing valuations, how they decrease in the last three years, it's it's about the amount of uh, SpaceX rise up, rose yeah. up. Uh, uh, and so, yes, yeah, so of course, the aerospace and defense market is growing, um, mostly because defense budget country by country are, you know, heavily increasing. Um, and, and also the, the, the airline passenger business is also growing, even, even though it went to a curve, it should come back. But, but at the end, yeah, the, the, these new players are going to, you know, take some, some market cap out of the big one. Uh, yeah, so big... let's talk about SpaceX a little bit. I mean, you know, Elon Musk, obviously, you know, prodigy, you know, but the thing that he's been able to do, he's able to capture all the great engineering, 
you know, reduce the, the cost of launching a satellite by like, a, you know, a gajillion percent. I mean, it's, it's next to nothing compared to what it was 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, is Elon the next, Bo- is, is SpaceX the next Boeing? Is, is there another company out there that we're not seeing that's going to say, hey, look, you know, you got SpaceX over here in the defense space. You know, we're going to we're going to own the urban mobility or whatever that looks like. And we'll just sell to Boeing and Airbus. I mean, is it is that whole ecosphere about ready to change and go from a, a, what's essentially a commercial aircraft oligopoly to to something different? Yeah. Well, when you look at aerospace and defense and defense, everything pretty much has been disrupted except you know, the, the 327, 37th, you know, type of, of segment, that seems to be still the, the, the most complicated one to disrupt. Um, you know, Bombardier tried to enter that market and, and failed. Uh, Embraer is still, you know, a little bit, you know, smaller than that segment. The Russian and the Chinese are still trying to, trying to enter that market with um, some mm-hmm. incredible difficulties. Um, so th- that's that part... Yeah, it might, might take a little bit more time to be disrupted, but who knows? But everything, all, all the rest, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. EVTOL is going to disrupt the, the small helicopter business for sure. Um, uh, regional aircraft with, um, you know, hydrogen power is going to disrupt, you know, what's existing. Um, so, yeah, everything is being disrupted. And, and when you look at SpaceX, you know, they, they disrupt the launching, they're going to disrupt the telecommunications um, satellite business. Uh, but by, by a, a huge um, extent. Uh, um, you know, look, you know, and so, you know the, the interesting thing to me is I, I've been around airplanes. I've, you know, I've been around airplanes a long time. And I look at, I, I'm watching the EVTOLs, the Archers, the, the Jobies, the Archers. Look, I'll just be pretty candid. Everybody that knows me knows I'm pretty, I, I don't see the business plan. I'm like, I'm looking at going, you guys are worth $4 billion. I'm going to start a SPAC and it's going to be called When Pigs Fly. And I'm going to create a saddle for pigs. I'm going to, I'm going to put wings on them. I'm going to fly people on them and say, the only thing that's down, the only downside of this is you got to feed them. Um, Cause I, I just, you know, I, I see guys like Robinson, which make a really good helicopter. You know, they, you know, put a battery on it. you got a great house if you, if you need, you know, but it doesn't use that much fuel. I mean, am I missing something here? Tell me what I'm missing in this whole sphere. Because developing air, developing airplanes is very expensive, and the fuel is only a, a very small component of it. So the, the thing is, if you just look at the EVTOL, yeah, it, it looks very much like you know big helicopters. So it's hard to to see that you know that's going to disrupt anything, right? right. Uh, but and also, but but if you look at at it and then. Um, and look at LA, for example. LA used to have 300 uh, helipad across the city. Um, it was too noisy, bothering too many people around. And so th- these helipad have, have shrunk, or you, you still have a few on top of hospitals, mostly. Um, and so you need to re- see that EVTOL business with you know, LA with 300 helipads. Um, and then with 300 places where you can land, then it's starting to make sense again. And then you need to look at the EVTOL as if it was the price of a car. Uh, of course, we are, we are still far away from that. But once you, you know, you, and, and that's where Elon Musk has been super, you know, successful, mm-hmm. pushing the, the boundaries um, of the performance, but mostly of the cost. Right. Uh, you see these, and at the end, these, um, 
um, these eVTOR, um, they, they are not that complex because it's it's mostly uh, electrical engines. And electrical engines, you know, they're, they're, they're supposed to be super cheap, super reliable, very easy to maintain. And so it's easy to think that at some point, you know, the, these $1 million vehicle will cost, you know, uh, $100,000. Mm -hmm. uh, and once you reach that, you know, that, that, that number of, uh, you know, the vehicle itself is $100,000, then you reach, you know, an affordable service uh, that, you know, not everybody can take, but everybody who is, you know, today taking an Uber can, can have access to. Do you think we're really going to be able to get, well, I mean, look, maybe I'm just, maybe I'm not the early adopter to technology and it's, it's, it's something I get my arm around quite frankly, but yeah, look, I, yeah, I guess 20 years ago, if anybody said Elon Musk could launch a, a satellite for what he's doing, you know, cost wise now, and he's making money on it. You know, everybody said, you're probably, you're, you're crazy. You know, we, um, we've, we, we, we've starship, um, they're going to be able to reduce the cost of launching by a factor of 100. Right. Um, and in, in, in a, let's say in, their first launch was in 20, 2008. So in 12 years, they've been able to reduce the cost by, by 100. Uh, so if you, if you apply this same ratio for an EV toll, um, mm -hmm. and, and we know that the auto automotive industry is super efficient. Uh, mm -hmm. And when you see you know, Toyota investing 1 billion to, okay, almost in Joby, uh, mm -hmm. when you look at Hyundai, the Korean auto manufacturer mm -hmm. investing yep. 1 billion in, into their own vehicle, you know that at some point, you know, the costs are going down. What do you think the market? What's the market? Well, you know, worldwide, what do you think the market for EV tell us? How many, how many units do you think that, you know, we've got out there? You know, we've got the ability to, you know, it's, it's service. when you look at the airline industry, it's like, you know, the, the legacy airlines co compared to the low cost airlines. You know, mm -hmm. now everybody can, you can fly because uh, you have the, the Southwest um, and then the low cost uh, airlines in the US, you have, EasyJet and Ryanair in, in Europe, where you can buy tickets um, to go from, from London to Nice for 50 bucks. Mm -hmm. um, and, and now pr pretty much everyone uh, uh, who is an employee with a minimum wage can fly, uh, basically. Yeah. Um, and so the, the, that trend, I think that's gonna happen to that type of mobility the, the same way. Huh? And what, when, when you, I'm, I'm talking by the way, because it's, it's, a, it's a perfect playground for this EV tool. Uh, and we've seen this eVTOL company going to a large corporation, SpaceX, for example. They, they realized that out of, out of the 10,000 people working in Hawthorne, uh, you know, half of them are co coming from East LA. And, and so um, SpaceX could almost pay for th that commute instead of paying for bus. You know, they could pay for this commute. That's, you know, of, of course, it's going to be a little bit more expensive, but... Um, they could pay for their employees. Yeah, no, I when I lived out in LA, every Friday I had to drive. Yeah, every Friday a customer wanted to meet me at Van Nuys Airport. I just happened to live in Huntington Beach, which meant Friday afternoon at four o'clock I was on the 405 South for 70 yeah. miles, and it was a three-hour. It was three hours. Yeah, you know, always thought, yeah, wouldn't this be wouldn't this be cool? Look, the, the market's there for it. Um, well, you know, I, I think it's a great idea. It would be interesting to see. But the ultimate thing is, yeah, I mean, if the, the cost got to come down, you, you know, everything, and, and now, course, everything now is a million bucks. And I'm like, oof, yeah, it's to get it down by a factor of from a million to a hundred thousand, you know, that, that puts new life into it, but I mean, it's got to come down that much. And, and again, once, and the thing is, 
these these first players they have to pay for the certification right now okay. the, there's no certification process so joby is about you know, to be certified but that that's that has cost them a lot of money to reach that threshold. Mm-hmm. The, the, the next players, you know, um, they, they don't have to, they, they will not have to pay that threshold to get certified. It's going to cost them much, much less. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so uh, maybe, something else, you know, maybe the first player are not going to be the most successful one. If you look at aviations, you know, uh, 100 years ago, the Wright brothers didn't make much money out of their first plane, but, you know, a year later, Outside Paris, there was 20 companies building mm-hmm. airplanes, uh, mm-hmm. and at the end, Boeing and Airbus were the, the two successful, but they they did, they were not the first. Uh, right. And that might be, you know, the, the 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 story here. You know, maybe the the, the real successful one will be the one that will start in, in three or four years, where you know everything will be fully ready. Uh, mm-hmm. But for yep. of course, for the first one, they need to get certified, get industrialized. The infrastructure need to be improved. Um, we need, you know, a fast charger. Maybe tomorrow, hydrogen, you know, um, pipe you know, to refuel. Um, I love the hydrogen thing. Look, I think yeah. that's the most exciting thing out there right now. I mean, you know, the green, the green thing is not the environmental thing is not going away. And ultimately, no. I wonder right now if the biggest, you know, you think about we've already pushed the edge of jet engine engine technology. Um, you know, we, it's very difficult unless we create, you know, ceramics, some, some you know, very competitive high temperature ceramics. We're already pushing the boundaries of jet engine technology. Yeah. So I love the hydrogen thing. I think that's really, you know, that is probably the wave of the, you know, for you think about commercial airlines, that's got to be the wave of the future, I think, in the next 25, 30 years. And then to be green, you, know, you need to produce hydrogen in a you know in a green way, which which will be the it's like electricity, you know, it's which will be the next step. Right now, nobody is producing you know green energy really. Right. Um, so that, that's that's still going to be the issue, um, but but at, at least you know the, the the platform are going to be ready for a pure green uh, you know electricity. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, gotcha. What's what's got you really excited about space? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Space is, is another boundary. Um, you can see space as where where the the the, the new Australia. Um, I don't know if you remember, but Australia was was uh, you know populated by the British mm-hmm. in the on the 18th century with uh, basically prisoners yeah. and and, um, and 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 women. You know? um, and so and space could be could be this. You know, it could be the the, the new Eldorado for. People that are, you know, struggling a little bit on, on Earth, whether they're the prisoners or others, but it, it's a new frontier. Of course, the, the, the business model, it's still related to Earth. Huh? So um, what are the things that, you know, maybe what everything that's being produced, that is producing CO2 on Earth, you know, to some extent, how could it be, you know, ex- externalized uh, in, in low Earth orbit? Um, and how can yeah, any if low Earth orbit is cheap, then how can we start you know um, mining asteroids uh, with, with cheap vehicles and, and bring the good stuff on Earth to 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 make better infrastructure and, and to have a better Earth? Uh, at the end, you know we still want to protect Earth and mm-hmm. and, and outsource or you know um, relocalize you know what's not good for Earth and that could be better in, in space. Uh, I'm loving. I'm loving the the you know just right now the internet from space. I mean, I yeah, you know, 25 years ago I was thinking about 
I couldn't wait for XM Sirius to watch. I'm like, yeah, I can't read about it. Yeah, I can't wait for yeah. That that was kind of the beginning of the revolution. And now you're talking about you know, lower earth orbit, you know, you know, internet, satellites, um, get rid of the cable guy, uh, just put an antenna up. Yeah, and and you know what's a huge um uh, um consumer of energy on earth is you know the, all these huge data center because they need to be cooled down uh and and if we keep producing these data center at the, the pace right now it's gonna cons consume more energy than we can produce in in 30 years so just by putting the, these guys into earth in, in into low earth orbits um then it's going to save a lot of energy on earth basically so beam, uh, so instead of beaming instead of beaming data to Detroit or New York, we're beaming it up to yeah. low Earth orbit. Yeah, yeah. And so that's one example. Then we are, we are looking at startups that want to produce more stuff in, in space. And because there's zero gravity in space, then you can produce things differently, whether it's you know um, new tissues, new medicines, or, or fiber optics or other things. Uh, but we don't know yet. What we know is... I am 100% convinced that, uh, you know, a lot of things will, will be able to be manufactured in space and probably brought back uh, as, a, you know, with either much better performance or, or much cheaper than what we do on Earth. Um, wow. and, and now, because of the cost of launch, you know, launching a space station now is accessible for startups. Yeah. Uh, so we are targeting not only one international space station in the next 10 years, but, but probably, you know, 10 or 100 and not five people on Earth on a regular basis, but, uh, you know, more thousands. I was talking to Dan Katz yesterday, one of your, and, and he was saying yeah. that they're launching, they're launching, what, 500,000, it's got, yeah, they're putting a satellite up for 500,000 bucks. Yeah. Uh, and, so. you know, you're like, wow, I mean, that's. Once again, you know, going back to the, you know, hey, look, maybe I'm just not quite the adopter of technology, but think about, you know, going back 20 years ago, or, you know, it was, you know, 20 million, you know, to, to do that or more if you're lucky. So, yeah, yeah. in the past, you know, launching a, a geospatial satellite, well, the cost was uh, 600 million, you know, 300 million for the satellite, 300 million for the launch. Um, now it's it's much, much less. We, we barely don't need these geospatial satellites anymore. Um, and then the cost of launch now with, with SpaceX, it's almost like $10 million um, instead of $300 million. So, Wow. What's, uh, what's going to hold us back? You know, we got a lot of great ideas out there. What, what's holding us back in industry, in industry? You know, we've got a lot of competition from China now, Russia, it looks like. What, uh, what do we need to do to, keep, to, to stay ahead of, you know, to keep the leadership position? No, if, if, if all these SPAC, you know, um, are at the end, successful and if the, the the financial market you know picks up and, and understand what's going on in you know aviation and uh, and space then there's not which means that you know um money is going to flow much more to that industry and then there's not much that is going to hold us back uh, because uh, the technology already uh, the, the technology have been mature you know in the telecommunication industry in the automotive industry so everything is pretty much ready it needs to be you know um aerospace uh, you know the, these technologies so a little bit more reliable and 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 you know it's a lower cost for aerospace but um nothing is holding us back basically and and that, that's why we are expecting 10 amazing years um from 2020 to at least to 2030 where you know a lot of things are going to happen and, and change our life um, do you think it, do you think it's all electric do you think it's all hydrogen is there any room for future growth and 
you know, jet engine technology or, or, you know, bio, you know, diesel or, you know, or is everybody going, is every, is, is it, is it just going to have to be, you know, Hey, yeah, go clean. So the, 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 the Graal, you know, for energy is nuclear. Huh? Okay. So if we can find a way to, to bring nuclear back into something clean, that's, you know, that, that would allow us to go to Mars in, in seven days. Okay. So, that would be the next step, but, but but we are still a bit far from that. Um, but that that's you know nuclear is, and you know will be the, the step after that. It makes my head hurt. I mean, literally the whole you know it's you know we're seeing this technological revolution that you know it's really the third industrial yeah revolution. I mean, it just it blows me away. What um how many companies now in your incubator? How many uh. So we, we take um, 15 to 20 uh, more every year. And so now we are at 60. And hopefully three of them are going to IPO this year. And we are working for the next you know, three that will IPO the, um, the, the year after. But uh, yeah, we are, th th that late stage accelerator is taking tw 20 new startups every year. The, the early stage one are, uh, you know, we're, we're going to have four this year. And then they, they should take, you know, 10. So, um, yeah, the, we are at an inflection point where um, we're, we're going to take much more startups into our portfolio from now on. Uh, now, is your seed capital, is it coming from your major VCs, like 8VC and some of the, the you know, what? what you know? It's, it's, it's a mix. Now we are, we are seeing more and more family office entering into the game, uh, either through our fund or directly. Um yeah, VC, but a lot of uh, you know individuals want to have access to um, these technologies. Then, then that's exciting because it's, it's broadening the the, uh, the interest. Uh, basically, it's not a you know fifty VC that have expressed interest, but it's you know more and more family office that want to enter into the game. Gotcha. Now, is uh, on the investment side of the house is. Are you looking for like a million you know, when they when you say, hey, look, is it your fund? Is it, hey, just just, you know, kick into this company? How's it all? How does it all work when you're talking about a family office? Are they investing in certain portfolio companies? Or are they investing in the fund? And then you guys are are kind of rooting out the, the next technology. And, and quite frankly, how is industry? Is industry playing with you at all? The Rockwell Collins, the Garmin's and, 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 and folks, or are they, you know, Working so with you, working against you, or are they sort of ambivalent? Yeah, we always need more money. So that, that's the first uh, point. When we're talking to family office that are interested in, a, in our you know, portfolio companies, uh, we, we ask them to invest in our funds and co-invest with us in, in the, the portfolio. Mm -hmm. um, and then the corporate, yes, they, 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 are, they, are, they are playing with us in, in a way, either through our retainers to have access to our deal flow or uh, directly investing into our funds. Um, so, and independent Boeing used to have their own vehicle. The others are we're, we're doing, you know, Northrop has been doing direct investment in, in some of our portfolio, you know, companies. Uh, Lockheed has their own vehicle and they've been investing in a couple of our portfolio company too. So, uh, it depends. They all have their own strategy. They're all looking right now at the, you know, at the ecosystem. And as we are one of the major player, you know, being global and, uh, and the, the, the earliest and the biggest, um, yeah, we, we, we play with everyone. 
That's awesome. No, I mean, it's, 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 it's pretty, I, I really didn't understand. You know, I didn't really, I see a lot of private equity money out there. I see a lot yeah. of venture capital out there. I didn't realize you, know, you guys are out there as an incubator um, yeah, yeah. promoting it all. So it's pretty exciting stuff. Will, you, will you come back on, talk to us about some of the successes of your, 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 your companies? Of course, anytime. Yeah, let's yeah. have you let's have you back on in a couple of months to talk about some of the some of the you know this the the, the successes of the Jovies, the archers are seeing some of the new technologies you're seeing coming down the down the yeah, yeah. for sure. Thanks for us for coming on. So, Francois Chopard with Starburst, Aviation Defense, and uh, Space Incubator. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed the latest edition of the Aerospace Executive Podcast. You can reach out to me directly. Craig at NorthStarESG.com or check us out at www.NorthStarESG.com. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, or on YouTube. Just do a search for Aerospace Executive Podcast. Thanks again. I'm Craig Pippen.